Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All right, we've got Craig here with us today on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Craig, thanks so much for being here. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Amy. Absolutely. Well, I know we are going to delve in and talk all about broth today. Yes. Great. (laughs) Well, that's something I'm definitely passionate about. I know as another nutritional therapist, you are as well. Um, Why don't you tell me a little bit about what got you started in broth? Like, why... Why did you love this? Did you grow up with homemade bone broth in your kitchen? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> like most people, uh, uh, you know, but my mother, I don't, I don't ever remember her making a broth. I mean, I, no mm-hmm. recollection of that whatsoever. I mean, I remember seeing the, you know, the bullion cubes and seeing like right. the box stuff. The Swanson. Yeah. 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 All that, all that horrible stuff. Um, but you know, that's what people were using back in the eighties that we didn't, people didn't really understand or know, um, you know, what real broth was. And at that, you know, like a lot of, uh, processed foods, it just kind of overtook our, our kitchens and, and kind of, you know, certainly has a, has a role in convenience, but, um, there's a lot of shortcuts that we know now that companies take to put those things out. And so anyway, um, no, I didn't get into it really. Until fairly recently, after um, I got kind of um, familiar with the traditional food movement and the Weston mm-hmm. Price Foundation and my training as a nutritional therapist, that's when I uh, really learned about what a real broth was. You know, they had to make it yeah. from actual bones and you had to do a slow simmer and, and, you know, just how beneficial that is. And so it's only kind of really in the last maybe seven to eight years that I've started that I've made them regularly and I make them in this kind of traditional manner now. And it's, it's kind of just evolved and I kind of make a lot of different things now. And I, I have a whole setup in my kitchen. I have a big chest freezer that I use just for broths <laughs> and bones. Cause I, for your bones? Yeah, just because I use it so, so frequently yes. now that, um, you know, I, I, just, I just need a lot more space for it all. Right. Yeah, I can totally identify with that. Yeah. I've definitely got bone bags going all the time. Yeah. So, and what a difference, right, the traditional bone broth compared to that, you know, canned box stuff. I mean, massive difference, not only in nutrition, of course, but uh, but taste. Oh, God, yeah. You know, it's, it's just so, it's so obvious, you know, it's, um, and that's what I love about them. I mean, they're just so, when you make them yourself, oh, God, they're just so delicious. They and, are, um, right? They're just so <laughs> versatile, you know. Like, another reason I love them is, um, you know, you can just use them for so many things I know primarily I use them for soups and um yes. and it's, I make a whole different range of things and I make them in large quantities so I it's a little bit of work up front to make the broth and then the soup but once I make it I make a large portion of it that will last me an entire week so right almost every week I make this huge portion of broth and then soup freeze what I'm not going to use in the broth that I'm not going to use that week and then I make this big pot of soup that I can have all week and you know, it just makes, it makes things so much easier with a lot, you know, just kind of running around and being busy and exactly. I come home and, and, and food, my meal's done for the entire week. I have, you know, six, seven meals that can heat up real easily and just be ready in like five minutes. And so that's why I, I love them so much too. They're really like convenient for, you know, modern life. 
Exactly. And what's great is, like, with soup, you know, you've got that beneficial bone broth. You've got your good fat in there. You've got some kind of protein, you know, some kind of nice meat in there. And then all your veggies, and you can really pack out the veggies in there. Yeah, and, you know, it's just a, a thing, like, in America, like, a, a, you know, I meet with clients or I just talk to people about my love of soup. And some people have this kind of, like, you know, funny look, like, soup? like <laughs> Why soup? soup? It's, that doesn't sound very, like filling or appetizing, you know, a lot of us think of soup as just like something you get as an appetizer, you know, in a restaurant, right, not right. like a real full meal or, but, you know, I make them really hearty and, um, you know, I, I make them, I put a bunch of meat in there, a bunch of veggies. I mean, they're really filling. And, um, another reason why I love them so much, I mean, you just, uh, uh, you know, make a lot of it, put, put a lot in there yes. and, um, yeah, it could really kind of make a filling meal. Yeah, well, I love that. That's a great tip to, you know, make a big batch and have it to reheat, you know, over the stove throughout the week because so many people are running around uh, doing all kinds of things. And real food, you know, people think, oh, it's going to take forever to make and um, it's going to be so expensive. And so this is not only, like, you know, a time-saving thing, it's a cost-saving thing because you can make so much at once. And honestly, with bones, I mean, we used to just throw those away, right? right? I know. So it really spares those pennies. And I, um, I use them for breakfast too. I mean, I really do. Like, right. um, um, I'm kind of. I, I really another reason I got into this so much was I, I traveled in Asia a lot, and that's kind of before oh, cool. I got into uh, bone broth the way I am today. Um, uh-huh. But I loved the the soups and the noodle soups in Asia, and like the curries. And mm, yeah. then later on, when I realized that all that what I was eating was really like they were doing it the real way. Yeah. Um, then I kind of like connected the dots later and realized, oh, you know, the, they have them all. They have them for brec- really common in breakfast, for breakfast, for lunch. And so now I, I, I do that myself. I have them for, especially in the winter, they're great. Like a real yeah. um, simple Warm soup in the morning. Like you just have like broth, like broth and, and drop in two eggs, poach some eggs. And yes. that's fantastic for like a quick it meal. It is so good. You don't have to like sit there and saute the eggs and like make yeah. the bacon and saute the potatoes. I mean, that's great if you have time to do it, but... They're awesome for, like, quick, really quick meals in the morning, too. Right, yeah. No, we do the exact same thing. We, we do our broth in a, in a cup, and then uh, I put in some, you know, lovely grass-fed butter, some really good uh, Celtic sea salt, and then I throw some eggs in there, and it's just, like, boom, done, five minutes. Boom, done. Throw in some, like, greens that will just wilt real quick. Yeah. Boom, that's a really simple, easy, and they do this is what they did in Asia. Like, when I was in Asia, it was like, you know, all sorts of noodle soups and broth kind of based things in the morning is like quick meals. And so nothing wrong with that. I think I remember reading, no, nothing wrong with that at all. And I think I remember you, you had a little bit of an addiction, right? When you were in Burma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big time. You kind of discovered a new love. I did. Tell me about that. <laughs> when I was in, uh, I traveled to Burma for two months and they, I was, had no idea I was going to fall like in love with this noodle soup. It's like the national dish of Burma. It's called Mohinga. Mm-hmm. And they have it every day. And it's primarily a breakfast dish in, in Burma. And um, I just absolutely fell in love with it. it was, uh, it's hard to explain, but it's, um, it just has all these kind of quintessential Southeastern Asian flavors that I love. So it's mm, fish lemongrass, and lemongrass and garlic, and, um, and garlic and ginger and like mm. some, a little bit of a heat, not overly spicy, but some like heat to it with some chilies and uh-huh. flavor with lime and lemon. And um, oh, yeah. it's just phenomenal. And that sounds amazing. Yeah. And so I, every day I would just wake up and be like, Oh my God, I got to have my Mohinga today. Where's the <laughs> Mohinga? And I go out and, 
on the streets, you know, the street stalls and the cafes, and I would just fill up with uh, with mohinga, and I just, I just every single day I was in Burma, I had it, and I just, and I, I just loved it. That's amazing. And see, not only does it taste incredible, but I mean, what a nourishing way to start your day. Like that just primes your digestion for the rest of the day. It gives you that big shot of minerals. You know, you've got all those, you know, little micronutrients from all those herbs and spices. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, totally. You know, like a lot of people will say, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not hungry for breakfast in the morning. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're thinking like they have to have like some big pancake and eggs or eggs and potatoes. And, um, you know, then people will skip breakfast in the morning. They're in a rush and they're like really hungry later in the, in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they go to, uh, you know, Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and get some crappy thing. And if you can think of start having like broth for breakfast in the morning, it, it's really light, but really nourishing and satisfying at the same time. Right, yeah, you can usually be in the mood for that. And a lot of people have even replaced, I know it's kind of taboo, but their morning coffee with broth. Yes, and I wish I could be, I'd say I've done that. No, I know, <laughs> I, I know you love your coffee. I haven't quite got to that point yet, but, um, you know, people do it, and I'm always amazed when they do, and I'm always impressed yes. when they tell me they do that. But you totally could. It's a much better way to get going than, um, you know, the kind of the, the caffeine kick. Um, right. But, yeah, it's, it's, I'm always impressed when people... Tell me well, that. Rob, just taken off. I mean, there's there's people opening up, I, I think, in New York. You know, there's all these places where you can go and just, like, get broth uh, to go. Yeah, I've heard about this now. You know, New York, and I know there's a, there's a broth bar in, um, in Portland, Portland, I think Austin. Yeah. I think they're starting to kind of open up around the country, yeah. Awesome. Really good food spots, you know, uh-huh. they find all the broth spots. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it really is easy to do at home. You know, to some people it seems like this big thing like they don't want to mess it up you know whatever but I mean you've really kind of written the book on this and I think you've even done a class to make it doable right yeah I just wrote a book on um broths and soups and just I kind of wrote it for just everyday people just people who Uh are you know they're not looking to be a chef they're not looking to do like you know consommes and and really kind of fancy things with broths that you can do but just want to like use it for getting a quick meal on the table or for the week, you know, yeah. quickly, efficiently, cheaply. And so I show people how to do that in, you know, the most efficient way possible. Mm-hmm. And then I give all these kind of soup recipes where you can take a bro- take the broth and then uh, I, I kind of break it down into three steps. Like three okay. steps, so here's your broth, and then three steps, here's how you can get to, you know, soup really quickly. And here's like a whole variety of different ways you can do it. And um, I have a chapter on Asian noodle soups for people who like that. And then, um, you know, other ways like creamy vegetable soups and uh, Mm -hmm. really simple uh, sausage and meatball soups. You know, we can take ground meat, obviously the the cheapest cut of meat, and just kind of make a quick, you know, Italian meatball soup or a a Portuguese kale soup. And and, and you can do it really, really quickly. But but it's fantastic and it's nourishing and it's healthy and... um, you know, that's what I do. I was just kind of, I was just kind of taking what I did in my life and saying, you know, well, you know, as a nutritional therapist, I help people with, um, you know, broth and, and um, bringing broth into their life and understanding why it's so important for like a lot of health issues, especially digestive health issues. And, right. you know, just in the years I've been doing this, a lot of people get are a little overwhelmed or confused or, you know, are a little intimidated by it because just like probably you and me that didn't grow up doing it, right. they have tons of questions on, you know, how do I get these bones, where do I get them, how, you know, how long do I summer for, and all the, and so I just try to, like, take my experience with this and show people how simple it is and how you can really, um, you know, bring broth, bone broth into your life 
on like a regular basis and make it make it sustainable and and affordable and simple. Right, exactly. And simple, that is always the key. That is the key. That is is the key. You got to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, I know we've talked about, like, the the health benefits of broth, and and you and I both know that so well, it almost becomes the second language. But some people listening may not really know about that. They just think, hey, it's soup. Like, what's it doing for me? Um, (laughs) So, you know, let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, I know we just touched on the digestion thing, but, but what is it in the broth that is so great for your digestion? Well, God, so many things. Um, so let's let's just talk about, you know, bones first. So yeah. the bones, right? So obviously, bone broth. We're using bones, um, right. but in a in a in a real traditional broth, we're looking to kind of kind of um, complement the bones or add add a little bit more than just bones. But let, let's just talk about the bones first. So obviously, bones are the majority of, of bones is made of minerals, right? So when we right. we make a bone broth, what we're doing is that in that kind of simmering process of slowly simmering the bones in water over time is that a lot of the nutrients, especially those minerals, are going to kind of break down and leach out into, yeah, into, that water. into the water. So you're getting a very um, simple, digestible form of, of minerals, which is great for building bone, which is great for, you know, minerals have dozens of roles in our body. They're very relaxing right. to our muscles. Oftentimes you have... Um, bone broth at night, soup or something, and you feel very relaxed, you sleep better. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of helps produce uh, melatonin, right? Helps produce, yep, melatonin, um, helps with insomnia. So there's the mineral content of bones, which is kind of the most obvious um, part of it. And then right. beyond the minerals, though, there's, there's tons of other things in there. So when we make a good bone broth, uh, you want to try to add in other kind of animal parts. So mm-hmm. like chicken feet, yeah, right? That's, that's something that I, in my book, everybody goes, I Oh my people, God, what? I just tell them, look, you don't have to, if you're new to this, just start with bones. You don't have to add chicken. Yeah. Feet. You don't have to. No. <laughs> it weirds people out. Uh, yeah. But ultimately, you know, we look traditionally around the globe and look at all, you know, almost every culture uses, makes, uses bone broth in some way. And, right. you know, they're using more than just bones. They're throwing in no, no part of the animal goes to waste. And so they're using, exactly. They're using heads and feet and tails and necks and backs and all these things that, you know, we just throw away. Right. But when we look at those things, they have some valuable uh, qualities to them. In particular, exactly. you know, particular to simplify it, um, they're, they're rich in collagen, right? And collagen yeah. is like, uh, it's the kind of... The, the beauty nutrient. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of what kind of glues us all together. And so it mm-hmm. makes up, collagen is like, uh, it makes up our... Our, our tendons, our ligaments, uh, our skin, our cartilage. And so we get all these, these kind of collagen-rich animal parts, and that will break down into the broth as well. So you get these really vital kind of nutrients and amino acids that are hard to get in other sources. So exactly. I can just talk about a few of them. There's, um, you know, some key amino acids like, like proline and glycine and glutamine, and they, they play some key roles in our, in our health. So they have roles in digestive health and joint health and skin health. And what is funny thing is when you start to look at, like, the supplement world is that you'll see, you'll see a lot of these things in supplements, you know? Right, like, like isolated out, right? Yeah, like, so, like, joint health, you'll see, you know, um, conjoint sulfates and glucosamine. Yeah, glucosamine, glucosamine yeah. together, and they're, <laughs> they're not cheap, right? No. You make a bone broth and you get them in a much more natural, absorbable form. Right. And they're in there with all their complementary minerals. Like, we don't really know, like, is it that in isolation or is it that in combination with everything else in the broth? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Well, and I know a lot of people talk about, you know, uh, broth instead of Botox, right? Because of the collagen for your skin? Because of the collagen, um, you know, there's these really large kind of uh, the molecules that are called proteoglycans that kind of cushion mm-hmm. support our joints and our muscles. And one of them is called, called hyaluronic acid, you know, and that's, uh-huh. you see that for skin supplements and skin creams. All the time, yeah. You can get that in a bone broth. Right in your broth. Right? Right, yourself a right, lot of money <laughs> with all these pricey uh, stuff, which may work, but again, it's very controversial. They may not work, right? Right, exactly. Well, and it tastes good, so you're kind of getting it right there and uh, and not having to spend a bunch of money, and it's right in your stock pot in your very own kitchen. And it tastes phenomenal. <laughs> so one of the, phenomenal. One of the and about, I know we've talked about... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say one thing about bone broth is... Um, you know, it, when you make a bone broth, like when the, mm-hmm. the, like when you first taste it, it might not taste all that great. It can t- taste a little like blah, especially yeah. like a beef broth. But right. the great thing about uh, these broths is you can you flavor them after the fact. You can, they're easily kind of flavored to like w- however you like them, right? So yeah. that's one of the things I love about Asian noodle soups is like when I was in Asia and Thailand and Burma and some of these places, like, you know, they serve these these soups and on on the on the every table in every restaurant every cafe was like this little caddy of condiments and like weird things like fish sauce and soy sauce and a hot sauce and like lime wedges and like a hoisin sauce and like you just kind of flavor it to your to your liking your taste they're very versatile (laughs) yeah you're just very versatile like to to just they're very easy to flavor to like how you like it Yes. Yeah. And sometimes, honestly, like when we pull it right out of the stock pot, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's all right. But salt and butter. Boom. Done. It's funny you say butter. I've never never put butter in my broth before. We put butter in our broth. It's delicious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I don't do it like in my big stock pot of broth, but like when I put it in a cup, when I put it in a mug, uh, and I'm just going to have that on its own, I just take, like, a little piece of butter and just float it in there, and, of course, it melts, yeah. and my little bit of salt, and uh, it's really good. It has a really creamy, nice mouthfeel, and, I don't know, it just makes it feel really luxurious. So Yeah, why not? I mean, I love- you know, you put it in coffee these days. <laughs> right? I know. Butter and everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and we've talked a lot about soups and stews, but, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff with our broth. Like, I always make... Um, some uh, sauces. Uh-huh. I always make some reduction sauces for chicken and things like that. And it's great because, again, you're using that whole animal. You're using those parts that you wouldn't normally get. Sure, yeah. Uh, so you're getting all those little things to go over your, you know, muscle tissues, your chicken breast or whatever. Of course, yeah. Um, sauces, gravies. Oh, definitely. Gravies, exactly, yeah. Cooking uh, vegetables in broth, uh-huh. you know, and I do some broccoli in a pan, just throw some broth in there. Uh, if we ever make rice, you know, we cook it in broth yep. um, as opposed to water. It makes it taste amazing, but you also get all those uh, vitamins and minerals. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really versatile. So, now, you typically use uh, a stock pot for yours, don't you? You don't do a crock pot I or a pressure do. cooker? I do a crock pot on occasion, but... Um I prefer a stock pot. And the big reason I, I use a stock pot is that because I make so much of it now. Like I just, uh-huh. make, I try to just make large batches of it. And so I, I, I invested in this kind of twenty quart stock pot, which is really not nice. that big, but but yeah. you can make a pretty good amount of of broth in that. And so yeah. to me, it's just like I just want to do it in one shot. I, I just kind of you know I'll make twelve, thirteen, fourteen quarts at once. Uh-huh. And you really can't do that. In the other, in the, you know, the pre- I've never used the pressure cooker. I know that's like a big thing these days, and people say, I love yeah, it. Yeah, 
Yeah. I love Everybody it. Everybody loves it. I know. I know. I do. Well, you know, right now, especially in our life, like we're traveling. Mm-hmm. So we're on real food road trips. So we're traveling and we don't have really the room yeah. uh, to do, you know, 20 quarts at once. Yeah. Uh, when I had my big farmhouse kitchen, you know, we usually did it that way. Um, and, you know, we cook over propane on our on our yeah. stove. It's propane. So I don't want to keep that going for 24, 48 hours for these broths. Um, so to throw it in a pressure cooker, I can make, it's three quarts, so you're exactly right, it's a much smaller amount, I have to do it more often, but I make three quarts in two hours, um, and it is jello, I mean, it is so gel, Uh yeah, it's perfect, um, but it is a smaller thing, but the good news is, is that there's kind of something that works for anyone, yeah, that's what I tell people. You know, use whatever works for you. Like, I, I use the stockpot. A lot of people are hesitant. I mean, the uh, stovetop with the stockpot, a lot of people are hesitant for that. For the reason, you know, you got to go a little bit, got to go longer. You might have to leave it on overnight. People don't like losing their stovetop or their, you know, their stovetop yeah. on overnight. I mean, you don't have to. You can cut the heat and then turn it on in the morning. But they don't like leaving it on for long periods. Um, they just want to do, you know, the crock pot's a little, little, a lot simpler. Just kind of put it in there, click, you know, turn it on and you're done like and you're done or, or, the, yeah. or the pressure cooker so yeah i mean and especially if you're just starting out like you're new to this probably a pressure cooker or, or a crock pot would be a much better way to go yeah and when we're talking about pressure cooker usually we're talking about like an instant pot or something like that like a new kind of modern uh pressure cooker we're not yeah. talking about the ones that can kind of like you know the ones that our grandmothers use that sort of explode right. and put beans all over the ceiling. Right. yeah these new ones are super safe they have <laughs> lots of you know fail safes built in and uh-huh. uh real easy to go um but now you do have a new class right and that's teaching people it's i know you have the book but the class is actually like videos that walks you through it right it's funny how that how i came up with that so i wrote the book and then um and then i just had this i was walking the dog one day <laughs> just in the woods and i'm like and i just had this thought that come, came to me i said you know what it doesn't matter how well i explain it like on in a book or on a handout you know when i'm talking to clients about it like some people just are going to get it so much easier if they can yeah. see it see it so i said exactly. you know why don't i just create a, a video class make it really simple a video yeah. class with like showing people to actually how to make the broths that I explained in the book, like really simple. And so I did it. So I said, you know, it isn't going to be too hard. So I set up, a, you know, my, my video camera, in my kitchen over the course of a week. And um, I just kind of showed people step by step uh, how to make like the five most basic broths at home. And that's chicken, beef, fish, pork, and then a leftover kind of mixed bone broth. And I kind of walk you oh, through nice. the process. And, um, yeah, put it all together, and now it's just a you know a simple way. I made it really like cheap and affordable. So if people buy the book, or you don't even need the book, and you just want to kind of get a quick overview of how to do this, you know, visually, you can just kind of you know log in and just kind of kind of kind of look through the videos and really in just a I think short time period be like oh I I see how to do oh that's easy I can do that and I, I show people right. how to do it in a stock pot and a crock pot so it give people both you know both kind of ways options yeah well and it, it, it kind of cuts through that confusion and you know so many of us like can't envision things like that from a book and so to be able to look at it and go oh that is no big deal yeah and so each each um like for the beef broth that uh, you know i laid the kind of the different bones out on the table and so well, here's a knuckle bone here's a marrow bone here's a mm-hmm. meaty bone like you know here's places where you can you know start to source these things and uh, kind of just talk people through it show them like exactly what they're going to looking to get because you know we, we, no one grew up, or very few people grew up 
you know, doing this. We go to the store, right. we're like, beef bones, all right, well, what type of beef bones? There's a different type of beef bones, and yes. we talk about these different parts, you know, like for, even for like a chicken broth, like here's what uh, the chicken backs look like, and the necks, mm-hmm. and uh, even the feet, you know, and the... Uh, so just kind of lay it out for people and just show them how, and then like the different steps, like try to break it down. I'm always trying to think in my head like ways to simplify things for people so they can learn it quickly. So in yeah. all of my broths, I kind of break it down into like five steps. And um, soak, uh, so I can tell you, a soak, skin, simmer, strain, store. <laughs> Those are my five oh, steps. Oh, easy. All of you go to the letter S. And so I, you know, a little video clip of each one and um, just kind of talk people through it and show people how it's done. It's really easy, so. Nice. That's wonderful. I think that's a great idea, you know, because, again, it, it just takes down that barrier um, of confusion and, and helps people get over, you know, I mean, we're talking about bones. and People think, oh, no, that's weird. I don't want to do that. And it's like, you know what? It's so easy. It's so good. Just get over the fear. Just try it. And, you know, here you go. So I think that that's really great. And then I know that you have a lot of the recipes there, too. Yeah, I included some rec- just a few recipes for each broth. So Nice. So for for a beef broth, I put in a few recipes so you can like start using them, you know, right away. Right away, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's at uh, uh, how to, how to make bone broth one hundred and one dot com. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, that couldn't be any simpler. Yeah, yeah. It's a really simple <laughs> course. You know, it won't take you weeks to go through it. There's no homework or you know any pressure. You just kind of log in, you go through it at your own pace, and um, you know within I, within like I think if you watch two of the first the first two videos, I think you'll get a a really good sense and understanding of, you know, if you're new to it, if you're, again, I designed it specifically for people who are new at this process, um, right. you can get a really good sense of like how to go about it pretty quickly. It's, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not complicated. It's really, right. really simple. Right. And seeing it, you know, makes it all the easier. Yeah. And I know that you have a pretty uh, handsome little co-star in some of the videos. I saw Lipton in the background Lipton, yeah. on a couple of us. <laughs> Lipton the dog. Lipton's, Lipton's uh, my golden retriever here, and she accompanied me a lot. She kind of sneaks into a lot of the videos. But, uh, she is kind of sneaky, yeah. yeah. I see her a lot sneaking into different photos, and yeah. I think she hangs around uh, wanting some of those bones. She does, and it's funny, you know, in the, uh, in the beef broth video for the course, um, and I think I have a separate video blog on this, um, I, I show tell people how you can – uh, make really simple dog treats from making a beef or, or any or any bone broth, really. Oh, cool. Nice. And really, it's just, you know, you make the broth and you have all these scraps, meat scraps, you know, and fatty scraps that you probably just throw out. Well, you can save them and you can kind of uh, strain them out. Uh-huh. And they'll kind of like, it's kind of, they form the kind of like this gelatinous mass. <laughs> yeah. And you put, like, I put them in a glass Pyrex container. And it looks kind of gross, but it kind of like gels together. And then you can cut off little strips. And I, so I, as a week, I'll cut off little strips throughout the week, and I give her a little, a little Kong toy, which is like this little rubber toy yeah. that you can stuff treats inside so it keeps your dog occupied. So I give her little <laughs> treats of that. And, you know, if I'm making a big batch, especially like a beef broth, I get a pretty good amount of it, and it'll last a good, you know, at least a week, where every day I cut off little strips and, and give it to her. And she loves Lucky Lipton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so good for her. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, give her broth funny. too. I mean, I give her, I give Lipton sure. uh, broth a few times a week. You know, when I have extra, I'll, you know, I'll definitely uh, give her like a cupboard in her in her in her dried food, which yes. I hate giving her, but I do. Uh, so I kind right. of supplement complement the uh, the dried food with the dried food. Yeah. Her, yeah. 
that's what we do with our guys too. We have two little chihuahuas, and so they they would probably take a lot longer than a week to go through the scraps. But yeah. um, but we definitely give them broth over their food, and we do like a grain free kibble and, yep. and put that over yep. that. And, yeah, it really helps. Uh-huh. It really helps. So good. Well, awesome. Well, tell us again. Okay, it's how to make bone broth one hundred one dot com yep. for the class for the class for the, right? the video e course. Okay, and then how do we get the book? Is it on and Amazon? And the book just came out last week. It's on Amazon, and it's awesome. called Fearless Broths and Soups. Perfect. A gimmicky take on, my, on, yeah, name, on my, right? my blog is Fearless Eating, and my last so name is Fear, so, you know, kind of going with that fearless thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's right on Amazon. You get a, you know, we download it for Kindle. You can get a, a paperback copy if you'd like. Awesome. And um, there's a little bit of something for everyone, so I show people how to make you know, explain how to make the broths, and then I have chapters on, uh, five chapters on different ways to use that broth. So I have the Asian noodle soups, and then I have a broth for breakfast chapter with, with recipes for how to use it in, uh, like, even things like savory oatmeal, and, like, oh. which I have a bunch of different simple recipes. Like, people don't think of that, but um, you can make an no, amazing oatmeal, actually, with broth. It, wow. Not science, sound kind of weird, but... Um, you know, instead of the typical sweet oatmeal people make, you can actually make it savory. Nice. I show people how to do that. And then um, some simple broth and egg, you know, for breakfast recipes. And yep. um, I think the ones I mentioned, the um, simple sausage and meatball soups mm-hmm. and uh, the creamy vegetable soups. And then, um, and then I have one called uh, a chapter Soups from the Sea, and that's um, uh, soups that use fish broth. Oh, beautiful! Because not that's, everyone loves the fish broth thing, so I had, I had a separate chapter on that for people for people who want right. to explore that. Yeah, because some people are kind of iffy about fish, but you know that is such an important way to get iodine and all kinds of other minerals that we don't get, you know, very easily. The fish broth is actually the, mo- the the easiest and the most affordable broth to make. People don't think about it. Really, but you can get yeah. fish carcasses almost for free. Like if you have a local fishmonger, you know, fish market. They right. throw out the fish carcass. They're just going to throw it away. You just right. ask them for it. A few bucks, they'll give you a whole bag of them. And, um, and, and it's fast. And the great thing about fish broth, it only takes an hour. You don't even need a pressure right. cooker. Just an hour. No. Because uh, if you go longer than an hour, you kind of can really over, you know, make the too fishy. So Overdue, you know, yeah. An hour, um, and you have a wonderful one and fish broth. And I, I show people simple recipes like a chia pino, a bouillabaisse, mm, a clam chowder. Yeah. Um, so simple things you can do with fish broth as well. Right. That's awesome. I love it. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. And like I said, anything we can do to get broth into more homes and more bellies, I am all for that. So thanks so much for doing your book and your class. I think that that's really going to help a lot of people. Yeah, it was great to be here. Thanks, Amy. Well, thanks so much. All right. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.